Hi, my name is Luis Azevedo. Uh, I'm chairman and CEO for Bravo. Uh, we are in Brazil exploring Luanga project, which is a PGM Hiko project in the Carajás Belt. Brilliant, Luis. It's lovely to have you on board. I've um, been quite keen to kind of get you um, to, to, to onto the platform for sure. Now, we've not met or spoken before, and I, I imagine um, there'll be um, parts of our audience who not kind of heard the story either. So can we just get a little bit of um, background on you? You know, what, what have you done before? What, what have you had success with? Okay. Well, 40 years in the business. I'm a geologist, which became a lawyer. I worked for uh, companies as Western Mining for 11 years, enter as a trainee, end out. As a director, I done Beric for vice president Brazil for a couple of years, and then I formed this company it's called FFA Legal, which one was one stop law accounting financing firm, which helps a lot of juniors. Uh, in the past, what I done is I done the Rio Verde project. It was a project brought by me. Uh, basically, we listed in 2012. We sold the company one year later with 50% premium. I done also a Vanco in Australia. We listed it in 2007. We built a mine in 2015. We sold the company in 2018 for $440 million with 120 premium, 20% premium, which is still a mark to be beaten. Okay. Okay. So you've had success. <laughs> so we're, so we've got to, so we've got to work out what you're trying to do here, right? Uh, you've made money for people. You've made money for yourself. Um, Let's let's just try and understand. So, how did you pick this asset up? What did you know when you picked it up? Because you, you didn't stake it. So, when did you walk into it? Well, that's a long story. This project was found in the valley's background, uh, it's valley's ground by Beric. We found an anomaly of PGM back twenty years ago, uh, nineteen ninety nine, something like that, which I know, and I lost contact with the project. Later on, I developed the first mine in the Carajas Belt, which is dominated by Valley. You know, probably the Salobo mine, the Sosego mine, the Armour mines, and nobody has done a mine over there. So basically, after sell the company 2020, I was in Toronto, and Valley uh, introduced Luanga back to me, and I didn't know that Luanga was the project anomaly that I saw many years ago, and they spent like $50 million over the project, but it doesn't fit in their portfolio, base metals and iron ore. And basically they want someone that could develop the project, could do the same thing that we've done in Avanco. And that's how we started. Okay, look, I mean, t t tell me tell me this. We, we've seen a lot of PGM companies come through here, but not many success stories, not many instances where people have made money or quite frankly interested the market at all. But you seem to have, of looking at your share price, looking at your enterprise value, looking at your market cap, you, you really have gone through the phases and created, created value there. And that's also been in a COVID inflationary period. I've heard all the excuses from C CEOs trying to do business in Brazil. So it, it's, been ex it's been hard to get equipment, hard to get people, hard to move people. Um, so how have you managed to... I, I guess, win against all the odds? Well, uh, first about Brazil. A lot of people didn't have success in Brazil. I know that. But he, look, people don't understand. Brazil is not hard. There is infrastructure. There is a market. There is a lot of success coming out. But actually, it's very hard. You manage a project from Australia, from Toronto, from America into Brazil. That's one thing that I say that it's always one of big cause of failure. 
But in terms of Luanga, basically, we are here. Uh, that is, in this company, we have 100 employees. Only three employees or directors do not speak the language. So we understand Brazil better than anyone. We've done this project uh, uh, in this area uh, for 20 years almost. So basically, this, I think, it gives us the confidence that we can do it. But what actually we saw, this is a remarkable project, has a strike, has great, is open pit, and in an area which lives, breath of mining, like where in, I, I can say to you, it's easier to find a part for a filter for a mule in Paraupebas, 30 kilometers away from where I am, than it's from Belo Horizonte or Sao Paulo. So basically, all the engineer, all the workforce are here. Okay, so be, be, be local, act local, think local. Okay. And let me just, before I kind of get into the, the, the asset itself, um, is let me just try to understand the kind of from a corporate background, um, exactly what that kind of shareholding structure looks like when you walked in and what you kind of built up over that time, because you obviously raised a bit of money um, along the way. So who's in it? Well, that's another thing unique in Bravo and Luanga. How many times have you seen BlackRock coming pre-IPO? They saw this. They saw the project value and they saw the management team value. That's one point. We have Tembo, a private equity, which is very successful in Brazil. They've done Aerocopter before and they've done many other opportunities and they are technical people. Uh, another thing very important in terms of this project and this team is that we are surrounded by people that saw our success and they want to be part of that. And another thing, we gave a lot of rewards to people to join us. Like how many companies have you seen giving shares from the cookmen to the staff on the drill to the directors? And they all take benefit of that. They trust me. And I have done this a few times before. So it's a combination of things that improve our share price. Like it's very easy. I send an email 11 p.m. Uh, on Saturday and I get an answer 15 minutes later because people are committed full. This is not my company. This is not shareholders company. This is companies, employees company as well. They own 10% of the company. So for many, many years, I thought this is the way that we do business, but I executed. And we have people like Franklin, which I have never seen before, and they are backing us up. And two Brazilian funds bought about 30% of our finance in the last finance. They put like $20 million. So they know us quite well. Okay. So is it kind of, um, it's not, not a cooperative. Well, it kind of is a cooperative in, in, in that sense. People are kind of sharing the, sharing the upside of their success. Interesting, as well as some of the the regular kind of institutional guy, guys and gals there. Right. So you're sitting with how much cash at the moment? Uh, about 40 million US dollar. Right. So no, no cash constraints or, or, or issues there. So let, let's, let's, let's talk about the asset then, right? Okay. So um, what, what, what do we know today? Well, what do we know? It's, it's a little bit. Uh, there is a 50,000 meters drilling done by Vali about 40,000 meters done by us. Uh, we know the deposit quite well, let's say eight kilometers by 150 meters depth, but we just announced a, 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 a hole where we step out and we went to 300 meters and we find this like 
wonderful results. 54 meters at 3.3 grams per ton and 0.2% nickel, which 30 meters is 5 grams per ton. So Luanda, which we've been promoting, saying that open pit now has the possibility to be extended to underground as well. And this will attract not just the marketing, but the majors, because combined with the PGN, don't forget, we have nickel and we found some copper as well. Right, so the, so I mean, it's, it's kind of gearing up to be. I want to want to certainly look at some of the numbers. So, as as a polymetallic, um, you have got to work out how you, when you get to mine this thing, or whoever gets to mine this thing, and wants to pay for that capex, they've got to work out what type of mine, open pit, underground, uh, uh, as you say, and that's going to be determined on the metallurgy, the recoverables here. So, how much work has happened on that so far? Well, that's another thing unique in our company. Like since I, I built three mines before. So when I look at a project, I'm not locked just interesting and how big it is, how good in grades that is. I want to see the end, you know, I want to see how this is going to be developed. So I start with four metallurgical guys working for me. We have 12 today. Uh, and we have like mine engineers. We have mechanic engineers. They are already looking for what are going to be the layout. We have marketing people to try to execute the sales of this concentrate or eventually produce the metal itself because this technology is available and is accessible in terms of costing. So basically, like what I can tell you that he definitely we have an open pit mine, but he, with the results that we get, there is no doubt that there is a potential for underground mine and the limited it's open. Like he, we now going to put holes at 450 meters depth which I, I'm encouraged to say that it, there is a very good opportunity to be positive. Uh, and another thing that he, when we found this massive sulfide, which is kind of Voices Bay, that opens a new thing, like a feeder zone, which he, uh, uh, normally it's very deep, 500, 600 meters depth. And we find that 130 meters. Why? Because Luanga basically, which was like a deposit like this, turn it like this so it's vertical so you basically have the feeder which used to be like this like this you know so this can be accessible and imagine this hole that we put out it's 11 meters at two percent nickel one percent copper five grams per ton of pgn this has a value of a thousand dollars per ton um it's it's dsor basically like and it's open like it's impossible to say that this just feeder of 11 meters is the source for 8.1 kilometers at a 50 meters wide. It's impossible. So there is other feeder zones over there and there's a potential to find it and mining open pitable and later underground. So, so tell me, obviously with the cash you've got, you've got optionality in terms of how, how you come at this and also quite frankly, the way that you drill this out for sale, right? So you got, you got to start with me, what type of, what am I buying into here? Am I buying into, and, and I do this in the context of your track records, right? Is say, do I take this up to a certain point in which case then I've made it interesting for the big boys, I'm giving them what they want. Um, we may or may not progress the economic studies ourselves. Um, how how do you come at it? What's the picture you're trying to paint? I, I used to say that it, uh, how you develop projects is to be minded by you or by somebody else. What I'm trying to bring here 
is the best skills of people in Brazil, putting the exploration and the development studies and permitting as well, because that's very critical in Brazil. Like in a place that I can develop if the market wants, or if there is an offer, like I would not be in the middle between shareholders creation of value and the, and the company that wants to develop. Uh, like I've done this before. In any of my comments which I sold, the plan is to sell. The plan here is to develop, put the footprint. But I'm a sensible person. Like I'm a businessman. And I know that the opportunities come very often to me. Uh, with the real world, I open an avenue. With Avanco, uh, uh, I open a highway. And with Luanga, I think I can open even more. And the team that we put together uh, is, I would say, the best of the best. Okay, you, okay, and, and I get that. We, we've kind of been through the material. Um, you've got a good team there. And so, so far, it's the perfect picture. But these things never are. Mining's tough. It's hard. You know, say, you know, there will be the peculiarities of the jurisdiction, which obviously, you, if you're based there, you, you, you feel that you're, you're, you're covering. But what are the things that you're saying to your team in your, in your monthly briefings going, right, we need to get focused on this and get this bit right. We can't afford to get that bit wrong. Because, you know, the last two years have been about ESG, but I'm, th you know, I'm thinking more about your ability technically to do what you need to do to, to, to paint that picture. What, what, are, what are the kind of problem areas? I think the market today is very hard to develop mines. No doubt about that. That is inflation. Steel is very expensive. Energy is very expensive. Uh, we have the support, the fact that the 80% of the Brazil energy is clean, is, uh, is come from hydropower. The costs in Brazil are not very high. The currency helps us some way. The company is solid. You don't see things like Brazil is trying to uh, turn this section in, in a state controlled. We don't have that. And I think people don't know Brazil quite well. It's an explored project uh, area. And it, what we are trying to say here to our team is that it, the project is very good. The people is key to make a project good, something like in a successful mining. And it's up to us working hard and also being 100% transparency. There are going to be uh, concerns. There are going to be probably uh, some walls ahead of us, for sure. But if we have the team together, and that's what I try to bring my the spirit here, we're going to cover that. Like, there is no doubt about it. We have one thing very positive. Vale spent $50 million, and they are a solid company. Everything that they gave to us, we turned it into even better. The technology improved in terms of the asset. And when we drilled it, we found something different that they were not focused. They always thought this would be uh, open peak, 100 meters depth. We know that, he, and they know today, they have Saloba at 550 meters depth. So we know that we can mine at the 500 meters depth as well. How many mines you have in Brazil? Two or three. The underground, as a Vanco, Os Minerals, we developed the first underground as well. So this is not a problem. The technology is here. The expertise is here. And it's just okay. So, plus. okay. So, I know, I know you're obviously a power state, very, very good for mining, lots of long, hist long history um, there. Um, I guess when I'm trying to, sometimes when you kind of grow quite quickly, you know, some people go, 
oh, they're, they're kind of getting ahead of themselves. They need to backfill that valuation. Or, oh, I've missed the opportunity. The, 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 the value is, is, is fully loaded there. I, I don't know how I make money. What would you say to people looking at your stock price now? Because you've been on quite a run for the last 12 months, 18 months. Um, is there more to come? Where is it going to come from? Where, where should, what should people value um, as you progress this project? I think it's, the value is totally open. And I'd be not surprised if we double the price in the next six months. We're going to be able to put our first resource probably in two, three months. And I can tell you, I'm sleeping very well. I, I can see the results. I'm a geologist. I know what I got. And another thing, the metallurgical that we, that we have done, de-risked totally the project. The recovery that the Valley got was very good. They engaged the best people from South Africa and Brazil to do that. We exceed that. We got the South Africans. We got the Australians. And another thing, you have to compare us. There's a company that has the same kind of deposit to us in Perth, they call Chalice. Their market value is $2 billion. And I've been I've been in, in Perth many times. Brazil is much easier to permit, much easier to build, and cheaper. So the workforce in Brazil for open pit, it's accessible. And it, like with my track records and this team track records, we attract the best suppliers. And it, people believe in us. And I'm pretty sure that it, in terms of logistics, we are very... Uh, I would say, uh, successful and having an engagement with Valley to use their rail if it's necessary. How many places in the world you see a project of that size with a road crossing their border, with three power lines crossing the property? One is basically in the one edge of the strike and the another is like in the other edge of the strikes. Water is not an issue over there. So, I'd be honestly, I only decide to be CEO with 60 years old because I know that this would be easy, much easier than the ones that I have done before.